0: I have not seen this episode that we're about to talk about in a while, but I was kind of—I was surprised by it. I—I I, I remember not having a great—a great opinion of it, and I, yeah. I kind of
1: liked it. <laughs> Did you really? Okay, I, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it. I feel like I—I I, it 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 got there. But but yeah, it. I don't know that it had that special sauce for me. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was it the uh, the twist at the end that did it for you? Or
0: well, I mean, <laughs> behind the scenes look, I. Um, you know, we we were supposed to record a week ago, and then I yeah, that's true. got sick, and then oh, that's right. The qu- yes, the twist. Okay, I, I, I couldn't remember the twist. <laughs> the the no, very like, oh, yeah. twist.
1: Yes. I mean, the twist is the. Tw- I. It's it's one of the most bonkers things that I think is that I can think yeah. of in a Star Trek episode.
0: <laughs> it's a real like. You can take the you can take the 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 spaceship out of the sixties, you know, out of yeah. like the sixties American culture where you can't take the sixties American culture out of the spaceship uh, <laughs> moment. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we we we've already done the Halloween episode, but also maybe I, maybe I just liked it because I you know it was kind of we're recording this even though this is our second to last episode of the year we're recording this, you know, right before Halloween. So uh-huh. maybe I was just in the mood to see some some goofy costumes that's uh that's that's a consequence of my uh still getting over my my cold from earlier hi everybody and welcome to out of contracts the show where two guys who have seen part of star trek try to watch all of it in no particular order i'm ryan howard
1: and i'm brady jungle
0: and today it sounds like we might be having a, a difference of opinion talking about this episode uh bread and circuses which is uh Star Trek, the original series, season two, episode 14, written by Gene Roddenberry and Gene Malkoon, and directed by Ralph Sinensky. And it is that the Memory Alpha synopsis is, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy are captured on a planet that resembles the Roman Empire, but with no 20th century technology. They are set to die at the hands of gladiators for the sake of a, pu- a public spectacle on a TV game show. So one thing I kind of neglected to do, and I probably should have done uh, in my, my Memory Alpha page is, being dumb right now but um is I, I i did end up liking this episode quite a bit like more than because I, I i remembered watching this episode for the first time when i watched it with kim you know uh-huh. probably more than 10 years ago now and thinking to myself that was disappointing because like i was hoping it was going to be one of those episodes where they go to a full-on like x planet you know like like gangster like, like,
1: planet type
0: they go to yeah. like the gangster planet or the nazi planet or whatever and they, and they have to deal with that stuff and it was it's like it's not that it's 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 something else, and I remember being disappointed by that at the time. But then I, I actually, I ended I liked this one so much that I'm, that I, I was almost like, is this the best Star Trek episode that Gene has an actual writing credit on? And I'm trying to figure that out. Oh, right now. Interesting. Trying, it, Oh, interesting. That did was my I ever feeling.
1: I send you? I forget why it, I was looking at this. This might have actually made a better cold open. But I, I. I think it was maybe it was for this one. I was like looking at like how much of Star Trek Gene actually wrote and mm-hmm. was like reading a thing about him where it, it like it was some interview he did or something where he like said what his 10 favorite episodes were. Mm-hmm. Let me just see if that's I can find that. Cuz I did find it kind of a interesting uh an interesting peek into. Cuz yeah, how how many did he write?
0: I I just found stories. it. So he okay. he had he wrote between like actual s- teleplay and story credit. He has uh, twelve credits for original series. He's got an un- he has an un uncred- he's he's uncredited but did do the story for Star Trek the Motion Picture, which obviously was originally going to be Star Trek Phase Two. Okay, and then he has three credits on uh, TNG.
1: Okay. Yeah, this is it. It's, so it's on the memory alpha page for Gene Roddenberry, but apparently for Star Trek's 25th anniversary, he gave TV Guide a list of his top 10 favorite episodes. Mm. And these are, it looks like it's in no kind of particular order. It might be alphabetic, but it's a Muck Time, uh, Balance mm-hmm. of Terror, Sitting yep. on the Edge of Forever, The Devil in the Dark, uh, The Enemy Within. I don't
0: which know one is that one? one that is. Sorry, I know all those other four so far.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's the one where uh, Kirk gets split by a transporter into Good Kirk and Evil Kirk.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: The Menagerie, Part One and Two, mm-hmm. the Naked Time, mm-hmm. the Return of the Archons, where no man has gone before. Which is is that the Gary Mitchell one?
0: Yeah, I think that's okay. the that's a yeah the Charlie X one I think. Oh, is that okay. Gary Mitchell? Yeah.
1: It's Who yeah. Sh- it's the one where like. It's apparently the first episode that aired. That episode's boring. That's 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 the worst of the one of these episodes. Like, to that he goes said. to the edge of the galaxy and becomes like gets godlike powers. I think. Yeah, uh, and then the trouble with triples.
0: I mean, those are mostly pretty good.
1: I mean, yeah, those are all. Those are all. I feel like classic.
0: We're not w- on this gone before. I don't like very much, or I don't. I don't remember like. Yeah. It, but.
1: The Return of the Archons. I like. I very is that the, the one where like the is that one of the compute like. Planet is run by a computer. One,
0: yeah, that might be like the the Red Hour, the Purge one. I, don't, I, don't, okay. I, I might be wrong about that one. I can't remember. So, looking down at like what he wrote, I'm yeah, just seeing so like I'm cross referencing that with his like, actual credits. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I'm definitely wrong. This is not the best Gene episode because Gene also wrote uh, the Omega Glory, which is interesting because I did was thinking about that episode a lot. Yeah, this, I was
1: going to talk about. I think that might have been it for this. Like I think that might have been the biggest thing for this episode is like I feel like it's like the Omega Glory did kind of all of the same things, but for some reason, I enjoyed that more.
0: But that one is just like way crazier than this one. Sure. Um, so he wrote the Cage Muds Women Muds Women's pretty good, too. Uh-huh. Oh, so Charlie X is a different thing, so I'm not I'm wrong that Charlie X Charlie is its own, own like episode color. a
1: kid, right?
0: Yeah, he wrote the menagerie episodes, he wrote Return of the Archons, he wrote Bread and Circuses: a Private oh. little War. Okay. that's the is that the one where the computer just like simulates a war?
1: That's a good episode. I don't think it's that. I thought that I thought I think private little war is the Mugato one. Oh okay where it's like him and this like I think like a Klingon takes over like half of the people on this planet. Yes like yes, you're right yes like trying to be saved by the other ones and there's like a woman with magic pheromones or something yeah
0: then the Omega Glory, assignment earth. The Savage Curtain, I don't remember which one that one is, and uh, Turnabout Intruder, so. I I would still say this it's, is maybe okay. up yeah. there. Uh, like, I mean, I I I got a lot of respect for Gene as a, you know, as visionary. Oh, the visionary. Yeah, the the Savage Curtain, that's the one with Abraham Lincoln in it. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I got a lot of respect for Gene as, like, a, the visionary who created the show, but I would say that they've had better uh, scriptors and sure. conceptors on the on the on the staff over the years but i i actually i think you know it's like gene has a career he had a career in tv before star trek and i think that honestly like some of what worked about this for me was the like the tv stuff of it you know like uh yeah
1: i think that was that for me was when the episode got good was once they finally got to like that Point and like really kind of going into the actual like combination of like modern kind of culture with with roman ideals and like the tv stuff i thought was i think yeah i got much more interested in it there it just felt like there was a lot of episode taking its time to get there i but guess it also because i think and maybe i should say this right after we've actually talked about it but i think the, the 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 difference for me between this one and the omega glory besides like the <laughs> some of the wildness of just like them reciting the preamble and kirk being like no you don't understand what it means yeah um is that like the omega glory you're kind of figuring out the premise as it goes on
0: yes that's and true. this
1: one they tell you like immediately at the beginning right like there's like that tv broadcast mm-hmm. and they're just like this is ancient rome but with television and machine guns
0: it's modern it's modern yeah. ancient rome
1: it's modern yeah like cops with like dumb bicycle helmets, yeah. And but and then they like spend several scenes like going to different people that kind of just restate that premise for them <laughs> when you already know what it is.
0: It kind of uh, clumsily set up like the the final reveal of the episode as well. <laughs> yeah, which we We're shouldn't like, say. Yeah. We shouldn't say until until we, we get to that part.
1: Yeah. And, and then, like, once you kind of finally get to where you start doing things with that premise, then it gets much more interesting for me. But I feel like there is way too much time being taken being like, hey, guys, it's just like ancient Rome. Whereas I feel like the Omega Glory, you're kind of figuring it out as, like, the reveal is the whole premise of the thing. of Just like, oh, this is Yanks and communists.
0: So, you, sure, I, I think I definitely I see what you're saying. and I, And I think that there is... You know, I I do think that like I love I do love how how much like more nuts than that that episode is. I think maybe what I liked about this episode is that I think this episode kind of has other than other than the final twist, which sure. is just silly. Like I think this episode kind of has something sort of cogent to say that I think it actually kind of succeeds in doing. Whereas yeah. it's something that is like not it, even I would say a little bit a little 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 bit more nuanced than like some of the stuff from the original series where you're kind of like, well, yeah, I appreciate what they're saying. And, you know, we've kind of moved maybe a little bit past that level of, you know, like, like it's a little bit more nuanced than like, well, these guys have black on the left side of their faces and the versus the right side of their faces, but they're yeah, basically the that's same, why you know, they hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something I think a little bit more going on here. Whereas like the message of America glory is like, you know,
1: America good.
0: Yeah, yeah, year, you know, centuries into the future, like American ideals will endure, which I don't really have a lot of time for in my life, you know. Sure. Um, even though I, I like that episode a lot, I would just say that I kind of fundamentally disagree with it, and I do actually kind of think that like what they're going for in this one is pretty interesting. But um,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's let's, fair.
0: Let's let's get into it. Let's 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 talk about it. Sure.
1: So yeah, so the episode starts out kind of what they're going for is there's a a. Sh- I mean, they're because they're they're looking for Merrick, right? Or is there yeah? Some... They're looking
0: for they're, they found the wreckage of uh, a merchant ship that's been missing for yeah. the last six years. Who whose commanding officer is uh, this Merrick guy who 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 was basically flunked out of the academy, of the but academy. was yeah, it was, like was, a was friends with, with Kirk, Kirk,
1: and then yeah, yeah, failed out of the academy. And so they've they've kind of discovered that this ship that had gone missing crashed on this planet. And as they're scanning this planet, they pick up a, a TV broadcast. Or I think Uhura says it's like, it's some ancient technology. I think they used to call it video, yeah, <laughs> or something along those lines.
0: Kim was watching this part with me, and she's like, "What do they call it now?" Like, 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 cause <laughs> right. they, they seem like because it's like they still have, uh, video or like whatever. It's, yeah, because like, video
1: just means like a something you can see. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a little bit of again, like, I guess Gene maybe not known for his like dialogue sure but but yeah and so they like see this this tv broadcast that that does establish like it's this place that you know the kind of trappings and are of ancient rome and like they have slaves and they have gladiators like everyone's super into these gladiator fights that's kind of the biggest thing i think they take from ancient rome is the gladiators and everyone's name ending in Eus. um (laughs) yes that's very funny But it's but it is with like kind of twentieth century sort of culture and technology. So with all this is like televised and like the the police are going around with you know like kind of Uzi type guns and helmets and stuff.
0: Oh, I would so say you you also there's one other very they they only mention it very briefly, but there is one other key Roman Empire signifier here, which is like, it was funny because it's like this, I think for an episode that is actually like surprisingly pretty critical of the Roman Empire, like, a th- which is you know, a thing that like I'm sure a lot of white guys in the 60s, in the same way that a lot of white guys now are kind of like, oh yeah man, those were, that was a time. <laughs> the glory of Rome yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, you still can't, you you still have to like, the inner like kind of nerdy white guy thing still comes out because like Spock is like looking down and then he's like, oh they have an excellent road system, and it's like that's, yeah. that's such a darky, like yeah, like even in even in the future, you know, even even in we modern sure day, like
1: the trains run on
0: time. Yeah, their roads, their roads, you know, famous for their roads, you know, <laughs> yes,
1: those Romans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so so they beam down to try to find if there are like any sort, or I think they on that broadcast, like one of the gladiator fights is because they're like, oh, the gladiators like. Found and killed another barbarian, and it—it's a like crew member from this, this the like, beagle Earth merchant ship, yeah. And so they're like, oh, there must still be like maybe there's still survivors down there. So they beam down and kind of like remind each other of the Prime Directive.
0: Right, but they don't wear any different outfits. They don't. They don't. Yeah, they're cover still spots, like, wearing ears,
1: uniforms like, and just like, well, we can't say that we're from space. So we, but then like the first people they meet are these uh, like escaped slaves that are living in cave out in caves. Yeah, that are really suspicious of them, and they're like, "Oh, you must be with the Romans," and you're like, "Here to catch us." And they're like, "No, we're not with the Romans. We're from
0: somewhere, somewhere
1: else. far away." And like, or like, because they still say we have like a ship, but it's like out in the water. Yeah, but we have like scanners and teleporters.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> Kirk is kind of trying to be, like, we are from here. Yeah, We're from this but planet, like, but, like, but not from a different... But not Rome.
1: Yeah, yeah. like, some other... tech. But then the, he, like, pulls out his communicator and, like, tells Scotty to scan them to, like, prove that they have technology that the Romans don't have, so they must not be the Romans. And then the, like, escaped slaves trust them because they're like, oh, well, you have more advanced technology than, like, the only sort of urban civilization we know of so you must be on our side yeah and also notably the escaped slaves keep talking about how like they worship the sun that like yes. you know they've turned away from like the false like roman gods and are all like sun worshipers and yeah, I'll, Aaron, I'll,
0: everyone is equal under the sun yeah.
1: yeah and and they even kind of like visually like cue this where like there's a couple times where sort of they'll talk about it and then like the scene transition the first thing you'll see is like the sun up in the sky yeah and then it'll like pan down and spock i think is kind of like the one who's the most curious about this because he's like well everything else is like exactly following sort of earth's ancient rome in culture but like according to all our historical records there's no record of any sort of like sun worship being like a thing in ancient rome so like this is like a weird kind of aberration
0: that was actually i think one of the weakest elements of this of this episode is that like they don't really explain or talk about why everything is like
1: yeah i think they have one line that is basically like it's the same thing as the omega glory which is just the like because I, I think they even just mentioned like a, like like a, a, a parallel theory. evolution yeah it's just parallel evolution that like yeah because of probability like this planet developed exactly the same way as ours right up except that Rome there was no fall of Rome and so Rome just kind of kept going yeah and at some point they all started speaking English instead of <laughs> Italian yeah um, but yeah and, and kind of the the most notable person they meet in like among these slaves is the only one that wears shorts yeah yeah <laughs> I
0: texted you and I said it's very, very funny that like there's a guy in like cutoffs basically running around whose name is Flavius Maximus. Yeah. He's just like he just seems like kind of like a stupid bro a little bit, like
1: Yeah, he's just like a big beefy guy that yeah, like wears shorts just because he has good legs that he wants to show off. And he so he used to be like one of the best gladiators and then basically because he started worshiping the sun, then had was, like, kind of cast out of society and has been, like, hiding with these rebels, slaves. Mm -hmm. And so they convince... Like, he is, like, gonna, like, take them into the city and they all get captured by the cops. And they end up meeting up with... Basically, they find out that the the captain, Captain Merrick from the ship, has become kind of the, like, figurehead or, like, kind of... Like, he's... I think the impression I got is that he like is technically like the leader even though everything's really being run by the like slimy Yeah, he's the other he's guy. the
0: f- he's the first citizen but things are really yeah. being run by the the proconsul. Yeah. Who I think is kind of basically saying like look I know that you're an alien you know that you're not from the planet so Yeah you be in charge and then I'll run things and I'll blackmail you is kind of, it seemed like what the setup was. Yeah.
1: And like kind of benefits from some of his like technology that he brought to like sort of further his own like power and influence. And then, and you find out that he had forced basically like what he had done with Merrick was he had forced him to like bring down all of his crew from his ship. And then they like sent them all into the, like to be used as gladiators for entertainment. Yeah. Um, so, you like blackmailed him into like making, like letting him like sacrifice all of his crew for the, for the, this. There's,
0: there's a funny thing that happens around this point where they get, I think when they get arrested, where, cause at this point they're all wearing slave outfits again.
1: Right. But which Spock is, is a, a gray t shirt with like some, like uh, like a print of like three chain links. Which I,
0: I actually kind of like. And I'll, I, I want to get into that more later, but I, I, I thought that was an interesting choice. But, but then the Spock is wearing a, a beanie as he does sometimes when he's on a planet mm-hmm. where, and then they just come, they get him and they, immediately they take his beanie off and he's, they see that he's got the ears and they're just like, they're pretty unfazed by it. They're just like, huh, yeah, just he like, must be a barbarian. And yeah. it's like, uh-huh. what does that, what does that mean? Like, like, like cause they say are also that like, at the beginning, they say one of the people who who got killed from the beagle was was a barbarian. Yeah. So it's like, what does that mean to them? Like, does that mean like alien? And they, or like, does that mean like just just
1: like anyone that's not wrong? not from around
0: here? And so they yeah. still believe that like people from not from around here might have different shaped ears. Like it, it's very <laughs> right. odd. But they just they basically I mean, just kind of like
1: like that works on Earth, right? Is they're just like, oh yes, this is Spock. He's from Brazil. Yeah. Um, where people have pointy ears. Or is that data that's from Brazil? I don't remember. That's data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. he's, yeah, because they're
0: just like he looks. He just has a different color of skin. Yeah, you
1: know? he's just really pale. Uh, but yeah, basically, that. So then uh, they get captured. And they get taken to, um, to this, and the pro console kind of explains like, ah, yes, like I, you know, you can either help me and like give me, you know, your crew to use in the gla- in the, in the arena because like, you know, kind of. I think the the idea is kind of that, like, bread and circuses type of thing of just, like, well, like, if we just provide this kind of violent entertainment, it keeps the population happy, and just, so I just, like, need kind of fodder for for this. And, like, you can, just like Merrick, you can, like, you know, you as the captain can live in, like, comfort and power, and all you have to do is just give me all of your, you know, crew members, and tries to kind of similarly blackmail Kirk, um, Mm -hmm. and threatens, like... You know, otherwise, like, I'll kill you and I'll kill Spock and McCoy. And he makes Kirk, like, radio up to the ship and is just like, now order, you know, order them to start transporting down crew members. And Kirk tells, like, gives Scotty basically, like, a code that's like, well, we're in trouble, but don't send anyone down to rescue don't, us.
0: Don't do anything to help us even. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then this is, did they ever really establish, like, why they can't just beam them up?
0: I think because I think that would violate, I think that would, like, potentially violate the Prime Directive, wouldn't
1: it? I, oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah. If they just kind of suddenly... Vanish. Like, Vanish. Okay. Yeah. And then they cut back to, like, Scotty on the Enterprise, who <laughs> who does this whole, like, well, I can't rescue them, and I can't interfere. But I can maybe scare them a little bit. (laughs) It's It's um, like, let's get the phaser banks ready to like knock out their power just for fun. You know, just to like, he kind of like creates this arbitrary line of like what is considered interfering or not. Yeah, it's Uh,
0: it's it's kind of like the the Batman begins like, I I won't kill you, but I. I can't kill you, but I I won't save you. Yeah, I don't have you. to save you. Yeah,
1: I didn't kill you. The runaway train did. Yeah. Um. That I did cause
0: you know yes. to run away and
1: yes, and then like trap you on. Yeah. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> I don't. Use good it movie now. though. I just watched that movie in theater for the first time, like a month or two oh, ago. Oh, really? It's pretty fun still. Good, good one. Yeah. yeah, it was a good one. Mm-hmm.
1: So then we have the first. I think then is when the first like gladiator fight happens, right? Because it's just Spock and McCoy. Mm-hmm. against
0: Flavius well, against
1: like some like random random gladiator and then Flavius who they've kind of like trapped and turned back into a gladiator again and he keeps trying to like he's matched up against McCoy and he keeps like he you know he is kind of doing this like he, you can see this kind of internal struggle where like he you know had sworn himself to like pacifism when he like changed to worship the sun but they're kind of forcing essentially forcing him like at gunpoint to fight mm-hmm. again And McCoy is just like trying very hard not to get killed, but like also doesn't want to fight.
0: This, uh, so I, I'm enjoying the episode up to this point. Like, like I, you know, there's some, I, I like some of the costumes. I like some of the, I like, I like when they, you know, you see the magazine and it has like all of these like products that are named after like Roman gods and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like the and, new
1: model of like Chevrolet, the Jupiter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's just some good, like, there's some good, like, there's some good, like, squib work and good effects and stuff in this, I think. Like, yeah. Uh, but then I think this scene is like where the episode really starts to like, cook for yeah, me yeah i like, think
1: this this is again like the part i liked the most is when they the i think whenever they do kind of explore the combination of those two things i think it gets really interesting so yeah i really liked the tv scene because they're they are they're fighting in just like this kind of sound stage you know it's not in like a big coliseum they're just in a sound stage with like some tv cameras and, and a guy in like a sound effects like a booth in the corner that just says sound effects on the top on the yeah. top of it and he's like, like turning a little knob between like crowd noises
0: yeah like jeers and applause and stuff like
1: yeah loved that guy Um, yes like i think and and like the you know the announcer is just like we'll get right back to this gladiatorial contest after this commercial break yeah like the little announcer guy is very fun yeah i think and this is when i think it gets the most where they're like you can kind of feel they're trying to make a little bit of like social commentary with it
0: yeah the Um, there's there's that kind of pudgy uh you know gladiator or not, well, not gladiator but like legionary guy oh, who's legion, like yeah but like, you bring this rating this network's ratings downs and we'll do a special on you you know like yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah they keep kind of making these little like you know they're they're doing all like tv talk yeah. while it, what's like happening is kind of the like you know kind of typical like gladiators with like helmets and swords and stuff so
0: yeah so uh I'm just trying if we should talk about that kind of aspect of it. Now, Cause I think it is really interesting, but, or we, or we can, we can, we're almost done though too. Yeah, so we, could the, uh, we can finish up the plot. Cause, okay, then, great,
1: great. Cause then like Kirk basically like Claudius is, I guess like impressed that Kirk is willing to write that he kind of like is so like strong in his morals that he's like, I won't, you know, like sacrifice my whole crew. Like my mm-hmm. friends know what they signed up for. They can take care of themselves. I can take care of myself. I don't care if you kill me he's like i want to talk to you more kirk and so he like goes back to his room there's a whole thing with like a slave girl that he spends the night with and then you there's a a scene that i also thought was really good with uh just mccoy and spock are alone in jail yes yes and because spock is like getting frustrated like you is is kind of like I, i think does this very good job of like having like he's like won't let himself accept it, but, like, is upset, like, he's worried about Kirk, and he's, like, frustrated that they can't get out, and he keeps, like, trying to break out of the cell, and McCoy is kind of like, you know, it's okay to, like, feel frustrated, or to feel, like, to miss your friend, or to be worried about him. I'm worried about him, too, and kind of Spock sort of isn't really able to kind of, like, come to terms with that about himself. Mm Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I think, like, McCoy is really good in that scene. Spock's really good in that scene.
0: And, and, uh, yeah, but, and, yeah, and then they also got I'm trying to thank you, you pony-eared, <laughs> you pony-eared sure. hobgoblin, because Spock just won't admit anything, you know? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, because... Yeah,
0: good performances though, for sure.
1: Yeah, and then, like, the next day, they are, like, they... I'm trying to remember how, like, basically everyone ends up, like, in, like, Claudius, I think, is bringing Kirk back to the jail cell and You know, they're like, okay, we're going to like, you know, because you guys were so sort of brave, we're going to give you an honorable death. And then, like, as they're kind of throwing Kirk back into the cell, Kirk and Spock and McCoy kind of pull one of their little things and are able to knock out the guards and try to escape. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: because Scott turns all the lights off.
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah, that's when they do that like, Scotty does this thing where, like, all the lights go off, they escape from the cell, and then, basically, like, a bunch of the guards with Uzis run in, but they run in on two separate sides of a hallway, so, so the pro console guy is just like, you know, you can't shoot them, because you're like, just shoot each other, so it's swords only, and so they all pull out their swords, and then there's kind of some fisticuffs, and Flavius runs in to, like, try to help them escape, and, like, you know, saves their lives and knocks out a bunch of the guards. And then, he,
0: I guess, and then Scotty does beam them back in front of the guards. Yeah. So I don't really know if <laughs> that's a good point. Like, like why? Yeah. That...
1: <laughs> and then also Merrick, like, kind of has a change of heart and, like, does... I forget what exactly he... does? Oh, he... Merrick is the one, I think, that pulls out the communicator. Yeah. And, like, radios to the ship and is just like, beam them out now. And then he gets stabbed by the pro console. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and then they all get beamed out. Which, yeah, is one of those... Like, I get the like, you had to have a story happen, but it I don't think it ever fully makes sense, like, why I guess, why they waited until the end of the episode to beam them out.
0: I guess Merrick is the one who orders them, maybe, to...
1: Oh, that they were just, like, waiting on... Yeah. Yeah. That Kirk still would have been like, well, no, like, we can't do it, because... You know, allegedly,
0: I, yeah, I don't know, that's like, that... Got, got yeah, that is strange. At that point.
1: Yeah, and then they escape. And then the, the coda at the end is that they're... They're just kind of talking about, like, oh, yeah, that was sure weird. And, and Spock kind of brings up again, like, it is odd that, like, everything else was, you know, just like ancient Rome, except that there was this whole thing with sun worship. And, like, that wasn't a thing in ancient Rome. And then Uhura is like, no, don't you see? Like, I, I've been, like, monitoring all of their communications and stuff. And they weren't talking about, like, the sun in the sky. They were talking about the son of God. <laughs> and they were all Christians the whole time.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: Which is the twist at the end. It's, it's, it's
0: wild. It's just like, and it's like, what are we to make of that? Like, like, it, I mean, I think like, it's yeah, a... Yeah, because
1: it's such a like tangential thing to all of the rest of the episode. Yeah. That, like, gets brought up when they first meet these slaves at the beginning. And then at the end, be like, oh, those guys, those were the Christians.
0: Yeah. And I guess it's like, it's pro-Christian at the end, right? Because like...
1: Yeah. And you know. I guess, I don't know. I don't know that... It, was, like, a, the way the memory alpha thing frames it is just that, like, oh, like, be, like that was what eventually led to like, kind of societal change and things not being like this sort of brutal Roman Empire. So, like, I don't know that change that. I don't is going to end that's... up coming to this world as well, and Rome will fall, and they'll like end up progressing. But
0: <laughs> I don't think that Christianity led to this I'm not, I'm not a, like no, a I think Asian but I, I don't did, think more
1: than anything else. What? Sorry. But, like, I think the Huns in Visigoths and
0: and just like vampires. corruption and stuff, yeah. You know? That's why Rome fell, but and expansion. <laughs> uh, who knows? But well, I was I was saying I think it's kind of pro Christianity because it's like, well, these guys were obviously the good guys, and like Septimus, you know, like the the kind of the pacifist leader is like yeah, this pure like,
1: yeah, and like this is
0: but yeah, it's very strange. Like it's it that it, that that part in particular is obviously like very very much like the Omega Glory where where which ends with him being like this is the declaration of independence that I have memorized and it's actually really important, you know. Yeah. One one other thing too about you know, you kind of very, very quickly glossed over that that scene where where the the proconsul, as kind of like a night before you die, gift sends a slave girl to or slave woman to be in Kirk's chambers. Yeah. And they they kiss and then it cuts away, but then like the next day when Kirk kind of makes his escape attempt and goes to Spock and McCoy's chamber, and they say, "They asked what happened," and he said, <laughs> That's right. "He said they threw me a few curves," which I was just like, "That's, that yeah. is the most James Bond like <laughs> pun I've ever heard in a Star Trek episode." Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But-
1: that one was. <laughs> I forgot about
0: that. And it's 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 very James Bond, also in that like it's a joke that's only for him. Like they don't know what that means. Like yeah,
1: what are you what are you talking about?
0: It's just something that he said to amuse himself. You know, in right. So I I dug this episode because I do. I mean, first of all, I think that there's some really interesting kind of like kind of like self reflexive kind of commentary about like the TV industry just as a thing, right? Like that like that the almost like their like Jean's sort of like regret that he has to work in like a medium that is like, as kind of like banal or like low culture as, 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 as it feels like he views television, you know, like, um, which I always think is kind of interesting, like, like kind of like that self-reflection aspects of it. But also
1: I, I felt like the, yeah, it's kind of like they did the, the running man like 20 years early. Sure.
0: Sure. Oh, that's a fun movie. Um, you see the writing man
1: yeah i mean it's been a while but yeah yeah yeah.
0: that's a fun one yeah so uh like there's that aspect of it but also i think that there's a lot of really interesting stuff here about like kind of like the the veneer of civilization like applied to uncivilized acts right like Mm -hmm. like the uh, obviously the television stuff is also kind of like the, the the turning this thing that is that is horrible into entertainment, but, like obviously that's what they did back then too. But then, like, basically that there's like this 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 add le- additional layer of like respectability politics onto it because like now it has this kind of slick production value, and also because yeah. the slaves have more rights and stuff like that. But they, but they yeah, still they
1: kind of talk about like I think Spock brings up a couple times like that basically like the way they were able to keep the society going was like kind of instituting just enough rights to keep the slaves from rebelling. Right. That they're just like, well, if we give them like slightly better housing and like enough food to keep them alive, like just kind of just enough to keep them like, you know, like not in riot, then they'll like just kind of be content with, the status quo and continuing to be slaves if it's like a little more tolerable.
0: But not only the slaves, but also like the public, where it's like, you know, yeah. you it, it's it reminded me kind of like about, you know, when you see like kind of the really bad versions of the of those like slave like the the old plantation tours where they talk where they don't call them slaves, they call them servants and they talk about how they had nice places to live and stuff like that. And it's like all of this stuff where yeah. you're you're being really kind of like oblique and you know justifying this lifestyle, which was like a horrible way to live. And, and also just like, I don't know, like, 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 I think that like, that's really interesting. And I also think that there's all this stuff about like American society specifically and how it does feel like they are like that all, you know, this is how all of this stuff has been transposed into like the kind of 20th century, more kind of commercially oriented, but also like just voracious like we will absorb anything into like the the public consciousness and normalize it like aspect of like American life where it's like where like we do take these you know I mean I, I mean even like you know it's that whole like uh, Christmas is a pagan holiday thing you know like where it's where where it's like yeah like we we will just like take all this stuff and synthesize it you know where it's like we we still believe in the Roman gods, but, like, now we use them to sell cars, you know? Like, and uh, that Jupiter car was pretty pretty dope, but... Um, it was a cool-looking car, yeah. Yeah. You know, not only, like, will we kind of, like, watch these horrible things happen for entertainment, you know, which is, which honestly, like, I think that, that the show, if anything, was a little bit prescient about, like, where I think, you know, you, you see, like, kind of the rise of, like, true crime and, like, you know, the O.J. Simpson stuff and, and, like, kind of yeah. that, like rubbernecking. I mean I'm sure that happened back then too, but like that kind of like rubbernecking horrible things happening as as like entertainment like yeah I think just, is yeah. is there's something there too, but also just like even like I think like kind of talking about like the I think that the show is also kind of trying to get at like the idea of like of like football even potentially like as like kind of like a legalized version of this, like, you know, real, real violence that is kind of portrayed as sport. And then like watching people hurt each other, like, you know, for, you know, as a form of entertainment, like, I don't know. I, I, I was like, there's actually, I, I feel like there was actually kind of like a potent kind of like thoughtful stew of like, ultimately like the idea being like, maybe what they did and like what we're doing is not that different you know, mm-hmm. but in a way that is like a little bit less kind of didactic, I guess, as some other Star Trek episodes that do that same thing.
1: And yeah, like I said, like, it is, I, I do think they put a good amount of nuance in it. We're like, because they're like, they originally presented as just like, haha, you know, like, Oh, imagine like, you know, something we like kind of all are like, Oh, this was like a terrible barbaric thing that they were doing back then. And then they're like, ah, but, You know, imagine what that would be like if they were still doing it now and then like kind of leave it up to you to realize well actually when you present it it's not that different from what we are doing right now yeah and i think they they leave you to kind of make that connection and like step of logic yourself and realize it you know no one kind of looks down the barrel of the camera and be like it's just like football
0: yeah, and I, I really liked that, and and I, and again, like I I do like the American Glory, and I I probably like the Empire of Glory more than this episode, but like again, like the American Glory does not have like any kind of a point that I find to be like valid or meaningful at all, you know? Yes. Like, um, and this one it actually kind of does. also doesn't
1: have any nuance.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. like th- this one kind of does, and I and I I don't know, I appreciated that they were going for something. I I I, don't yeah. know, I, I respected it, like, and I had fun watching it. I don't know. But I mean yeah, Amangory I does does rock and I and I and I obviously I mean I know why I, obviously it totally makes sense, especially with the Jesus reveal at the end, why those the, those two episodes seem similar, because like they mm-hmm. they ha they both have this kind of like and the twist is that like, you know, the the nineteen sixties version of like judeo Christian values is is still like yeah. the best way to it do things, you know. But yeah, uh cool. but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think there was some stuff there.
1: Yeah, and and I agree. I do think it's an episode that it did definitely get there for me. It, I think it was a problem for me of like, I, I and, and maybe this is just a me like kind of making up my mind too early that I think like the, the first sort of up, like basically up until kind of they get into like the first like TV studio. Like I kind of, it was one of those where like they told you what it was and I was just like, Oh, so it's like the Omega glory. And then they kind of kept like, didn't really do anything for it with it for a while other than keep mm-hmm. telling you what it was. And again, like once they started doing stuff with it, it got a lot better for me. And then I, I did find that aspect of it really interesting. But I think like I, sort of in the first half was just like oh, okay, sure, it's like the Omega Glory, but I'm not enjoying it as much because it's not as wacky. Right, and then right. Had kind of made up my mind about it mm-hmm. during the first half, and then it had to kind of spend the rest of it trying to win me back. So,
0: yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. That was a fun one. Yeah. So we'll be back, uh, we, we do this every other week, and we'll be back, I forgot to look up the number, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about our first episode on the on the regular feed of Lower Decks, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Probably have a little bit of like other kind of Lower Decks talk, I would assume, while we're considering that as we're recording, there is currently a, a season yeah, of it that is about to be, be
1: coming out, I This will come out probably right after. A little bit after, a little bit
0: after the special, probably like a month and a half after our special. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so that's what We're doing it's what's called "I Excretus. and it is Lower Decks season two, episode eight. So, you can come back and check, us, listen to that in a couple weeks. In the meantime, we uh, you can list, you can uh, email us at outofcontracts@gmail.com. You can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can follow us on uh, Twitter or on Blue Sky got the i think i got the thing uh, yeah oh, as wow. at, at contracts c-o-n-t-r-e-k-s it's how you spell contracts all right and that's right you can also i'm not sure if actually anything has been posted on youtube but i've been trying to get it to post automatically at out of contracts that's on you nice. on youtube yeah. so anyway uh you can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope media podcast network there's here's johnny which is a uh horror media podcast there's that's science works which is science and pop culture podcast and there is wizard studies which is a harry potter podcast So check any of those folks out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks, everybody.